Alrighty, what is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Q&A with E. We have a very important question today and that is, you guys hear me talk a lot about tracking, tracking what you're doing, tracking what you're eating, tracking your workouts, tracking everything, right? And that's because you wanna get the data you're tracking to then use it to make decisions based around your goals, right? So today's question is one that is, when you're tracking, I talk about tracking biofeedback, so the question is, when you're tracking biofeedbacks, A, what do you want to track? And then B, what do, you, what do you look for? And then C, how can you fix some things that may come up when you are tracking this biofeedback? And I love it because this means that you have to be tracking things. If, if you're not tracking things, they're not measurable. And if they're not measurable, you can't see if you're getting better or not. You can't see if you're progressing or not. You're, you can't see if you're trending in the right direction. And that's not just talking about weights or strength training or whatever it is. It's a lot of things. So that's what we're going to talk about today. The first one I want to talk about is just overall energy. This is just energy when you're driving to work, when you're at work, when you're going through your day, when you're playing with your kids, when you're at your kid's soccer practice. Like, how is your energy throughout the day? And it's not just like, Oh yeah, I drank a caffeine, so I'm good. Or I I drank a I drank an energy drink, so I'm good. It's like, how are you feeling? Are you do you have brain fog? Like, are you energized? Are you focused? Like, when you're in meetings, can you tell you're actually engaged in the meeting if you like the meeting or not? Like, that's the kind of things I'm talking about. So it's not just like, hey, are you ready to run through a brick wall? It's like, hey, are you just energized throughout the day? Do you find yourself hitting a wall? Do you find yourself being tired in the sense that you don't want to do something or you don't want to get off the couch or you don't want to make meals or whatever it is. So energy throughout the day is a huge thing that you, it's, it's your body telling you something. You, you have to listen to your body. This is why you have to track, but you have to listen to what your body says when you track it because it's going to lead you somewhere. So the thing I want to say is if you are finding you're tired or you, you, you do have some brain fog or like if, if you find that your energy is not on point where you want it to be, there are things you can then do to look at and say, hey, maybe I can make this better. One example is don't be in such a calorie deficit. If you're in such a calorie deficit and, you, and you're, yes, I know if you're focused on losing fat, you want to be in a calorie deficit. We all know that. But if you're so far in a calorie deficit that it's affecting your energy and then you don't stick to that calorie deficit. So the thing is, yes, you can be in a calorie deficit and, and you might get tired. That's probably a little bit part of being in such a severe calorie deficit. That in itself doesn't make you not lose weight, but that will lead you to not adhere to that calorie deficit, which will make you get into a calorie surplus because you're not adhering to your diet. If you can't adhere to your diet and stick to it and make it sustainable, you're not going to adhere to the diet. So then you won't actually lose the weight. And if you do, it'll come right back. So that's one thing you look at and say, hey, maybe I should scale back my calorie deficit. And yes, it might take a little bit longer, but I'll be actually be able to sustain it and adhere to it and enjoy doing it, enjoy the process while doing it, which will make me see results, not only see results, but keep results for the rest of my life. So that's one thing you look at. You can also look at, obviously getting more sleep, like that's a huge thing. I have to say it, most people are just gonna brush that one off, but the more sleep you can get, the better your energy can be. The last thing I can say, I can say is like, if you are tracking this biofeedback, you're probably tracking what you're eating. If you're tracking what you eat, you're eating, look in there and not only look at the calorie count, but look at the macro calorie count and then look past that and look at the foods you're actually eating. There are foods that can lead you to have more energy throughout the day than others. There, there are some carbohydrates that can have you have more energy throughout the day. There are foods like sugar, like processed foods that will probably not give you as much energy, not as much mental focus, lead to more brain fog, lead to more just congestion in all of your days. So it's like, you can not only look at the numbers and yes, calories, but also look at macronutrients and also look at the foods you're eating. Those things can play a huge role in 
how tired you are, how, how tired you are, and that can play a huge role in adhering to your diet. So if you can look at what you're eating, you might find that if you're on a 1400 calorie diet, for example, you might find that just switching the foods you're eating or just switching the macronutrients will make you not tired, which will make you then stick to that 1400 calorie deficit, or whatever it is, and then you can then stick to the program and see results. So look at these things, guys. Look at what you're actually doing and then work backwards from there. It's all about reverse engineering what you're actually doing and, and what you want. So. That's one thing, energy. The second thing I already kind of touched on is sleep. You have to be tracking sleep. And I don't care if like, I don't care if you don't get that, that good of sleep. Sleep is probably the most important thing you can possibly do. So you have to be tracking sleep. And that's not only how many, how many hours a night do you sleep, but it's how, how, how are your sleeps? What, are you getting into REM sleep? Are you then getting in REM sleep and then if you're waking up during that REM sleep? How many times a night do you wake up? How many times a night do you pee? Do you snore? Do you use a CPAP? Like, do you have insomnia? Do you have sleep apnea? Like, you have to be tracking your sleep. Your sleeping is when your body recovers the most and it does the most work at night when you're sleeping because it has the time to. The rest of the day, you're either working out, doing your kids' things, playing with your kids, doing homework. Like, you're doing a bunch of stuff. It doesn't have that much time to recover because it needs to live and survive. So when you are sleeping, it's going to recover from the stuff you do all day. And if you are someone who is pretty busy, which is, seems like 100% of America these days, you have to get that time at night to recover, not only from the physical stress, but the mental stress, the emotional stress. There are things you have to recover from. If you're not getting sleep, you have to look at your sleep and say, what can I do to make it better? And again, making things better can be know, less screen time before you go to bed. So either turn it on the, the dark mode or turn it on your night mode or just not at all in general an hour before you go to sleep. That right there, I've seen make a huge difference for some people. And that is just literally not looking at TV, not looking at your phone. I know it's hard these days, but if you can even get 30 minutes before you go to bed of just like no TV, no phone, nothing, like read or something, that is going to do, I think, huge wonders for you because I've seen it in other people before. What other things you can do? Like, for example, I had somebody who increase their vitamin D intake and they automatically started sleeping better. So vitamin D can help you sleep. But again, if you're not tracking your sleep and you're not tracking what you're eating, what you're doing, what supplements you're taking, all that stuff, you're not going to know what you're doing and what you're not doing. So vitamin D can help. And again, that's if you are tracking what you're currently doing. Another thing is if you have sleep apnea and you do snore a lot, please look into a CPAP. It's not the sexiest thing. It's not the most comfortable thing, but if you can somehow get it to work, it is going to do wonders for your sleep. So please look into a CPAP if you do have sleep apnea or if you snore or that kind of stuff. So that's one more thing you can look into. The third thing would be workout performance. And again, this is not just like how you feel during your workouts. Do you want to go work out? Like, yes, those are stuff to it. Like, are you actually motivated to go work out? Are you, do you want to go work out? Do you want to go into your workout and like want to push yourself? Or are you tired? Or do you not want to work out? Or when you get to your workouts, do you feel yourself after 10 minutes hitting a wall? Or after about 30 minutes, do you hit a wall? Or are you just fucking energized through the whole workout and you get home and you crash? Like, these are things you guys can look at. And again, it can be like, are you getting stronger? Are you doing more reps? Are you adding more time? Are you getting more endurance? All those kind of things are metrics of getting your workout performance. But it's also like, again, do you have energy during your workouts? Do you get a good pump? Can you feel your muscles? Like all that kind of stuff. So workout performance is a huge thing because that's going to tell you again how your body is responding to what you're doing. And if you're not having good workout performance, there's some things you can do. One thing is taking like a deload day or a deload week. I, I right now I'm trying to get my bench press up because my fucking legs... I can't work out my legs as much right now, which is okay. I'm going to get around it. But I'm trying to get my bench press up. And I went into a session supposed to do whatever it was, four sets of five. I could only get literally one set of four, and I felt fucking gassed. I took a deload day. I didn't, I didn't do the rest of that workout I was supposed to. I modified it. I took a deload day, came back the next week, and I got exactly what I was supposed to get, and I felt strong as shit. 
I didn't do anything different really. I just took that day to have a deload, just take a day off. And I came back the next week strong as shit and felt great. So it's like, look at your training. You can have a deload week. Give yourself some time to recover. Give yourself a nervous system some time to recover. And then come back the next week and fucking crush it. It doesn't have to be go, go, go nonstop 24-7. Like, I know everybody right now wants to do the most and, and work the hardest. And that's great. But you have to allow your body time to recover. So taking periods of time where you can have deload weeks and not go as intense or not train as much or take some time off and help your body recover, that's going to do wonders for you in the long term. Because, again, this whole game is about sustainability. Yeah, you can go balls to the walls for maybe a month, three months, whatever it is, but can you go balls to the walls for the rest of your life? No, it's not possible. Nobody can do that. So it's all about sustain it's all about sustaining what you can possibly do for the rest of your life. So that's one thing you can look at. Another thing is just having carbohydrates around your workouts. That can help you get more energized, get more focused, get better pumps, just have more energy, more fuel for that workout you're about to do, which is again gonna help your workout performance, which is again gonna help your overall stress you put on your body because if you have more stress in your body because you're working out harder you have to, your body's going to have to adapt to that stress if your body has to adapt to a different stress you're then going to recover and build a new body so workout performance is key guys you have to be tracking it and again there are stuff you can do to make it better the next thing is going to be stress and this is this is tough because i'm not like your psychiatrist though i can be but you have to look at your stress. If, if you're super stressed at work, if you know it's a busy time, if, like, if, if you're, say, an accountant and you do taxes and you know fucking tax season is busy, you might have to look at your diet. You might have to look at your training and say, I don't want to be in a huge deficit during this time because I'm already stressed as fuck from my job and I'm already stressed as shit from my kids or whatever it is. So maybe during this time period, whether it's a month, two months, three months, whatever it is, don't be in such an aggressive calorie deficit, which then leads to... Yeah, maybe your progress is quote unquote slower, but think about this. If you're in a less aggressive diet and you can sustain that diet for that three month period, instead of trying to be in such an aggressive deficit where, yeah, maybe three days out of the week you're in, a, you're in an aggressive deficit, but then two days out of the week you're in a huge surplus because you can't adhere to this because you're stressed the fuck out. So then you overeat, you binge eat, and you do this cycle over and over and over again. So instead of the three months you losing maybe say two pounds, you gain five pounds. So what's better? I think losing the two pounds instead of gaining five pounds, I think that's better. So look at it as a long-term thing and, and prioritize and, and make periods inside your training and nutrition for around stressful times. Either you can A, manage your stress better, but that's hard for most people to do. So if you know you're going to have a stressful time, either A, manage it better, B, work around it, or C, periodize your stuff so you can then look at it and say, hey, during this time, I'm going to be in more of a maintenance phase or a building phase as opposed to a diet phase and all that kind of stuff. So please look at that, guys. That is one big thing. Track your stress, see how it's going, see what you can do about it, and then go from there. And the last thing I would say is not everybody needs this, but this can be a huge thing, and that is digestion. And that's not just like, yes, how many times you use the restroom, how, is, how, how are your restroom visits, like how many times a day are you going are you going before and after meals? Like, is it excessive? Are you not going? All that kind of stuff. Yes, track that. But it's also like, do you feel bloated? Do you feel gassy? When you eat certain foods, do you feel like you're heavy? When you eat certain foods, do you feel like you're actually energized and ready to go? When you eat certain foods, do you feel like you have brain fog? Like, there's so many things to track within digestion and all these things really, but we're talking about digestion. So there's so many things to track within them. You can, you can basically make up your own. Like, if you know you're starting to feel like shit, like, Start tracking and say, okay, when I eat this, do I feel like this? When I eat this, do I feel like that? And you say, yes, no, yes, no. But if you're not tracking, you can't tell that. So that's why tracking what you eat and then seeing from there, that's going to help you 
make a map basically to where your problem actually is. If you, if you keep feeling gassy and you see like, oh shit, after I eat this two cups of broccoli, I'm super bloated, I feel super gassy, well then maybe you don't eat the two cups of broccoli anymore. You go to spinach instead. And if you switch to spinach, you can say, oh, okay, I feel fine after two cups of spinach. I feel great. I feel energized. I feel more hydrated, like all that kind of stuff. So you can then look, again, you can look at it and say, hey, when I do a higher, well, a higher carbohydrate diet, I feel more bloated. I feel like I have more brain fog. I feel like I'm more tired, like as opposed to maybe a higher fat diet because I've tracked of what I'm doing and I've seen that, hey, when I have a higher fat diet, I tend to feel better. I tend to feel more energized. I tend to feel less bloated, less brain fog, less tired. Okay, I know that a higher fat diet is probably better for me than a lower, than, than, a, higher, than a higher carb diet. Or it might be vice versa. You might say, hey, when I have a higher carb diet, my workouts are fucking great. I feel awesome, I'm energized, I feel great. And there's no right way or wrong way. It's just, what is it for you? And you? But there's no way of knowing that unless you actually track what you're doing and then go from there. Start tracking your things, guys. Take these five things, start tracking. Start tracking your energy, start tracking your sleep, start tracking your workout performance, start tracking your stress, start tracking your digestion. Track what you eat, track how many macros you do. If you're not tracking, you have no clue what the fuck is going on. And if you have no clue what the fuck is going on, you're just shooting darts into darkness. Like you have no shot at getting at getting anything done because you don't know what's going on. Figure out what the fuck is going on and then move from there, guys. I hope this helped you guys. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next time.